Hello and welcome into another episode of the Data Center Frontier Show podcast. I'm Matt Vincent, Editor-in-Chief with Data Center Frontier. And today we're here with Brian Kennedy, who's the Director of Business Development for uh, Natron uh, Energy. Uh, hey, Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very, very well. Uh, Brian, you and I met uh, last month at the uh, 7 by 24 uh, fall conference in uh, Texas, and we just had such an engaging uh, conversation at the uh, at the Natron uh, booth about uh, where I got to see the, uh, the large-sized uh, blue rack. Um, you know, sodium iron technology uh, for batteries and data centers is... Um, intriguing to me because I think uh, it's definitely going to be um, a big part of, uh, you know, the mosaic of uh, battery backup solutions uh, that's uh, going to be required with all the data centers that are, uh, you know, going to be built uh, still. And um, and I really just, you know, looking at the info on your website and uh, stuff that we, we're going to talk about here, you know, I just, it seems like the sustainability uh, benefits and the, uh, you know, the real advantages uh, over uh, in terms of CapEx and OpEx, uh, especially lead acid, uh, the way it's uh, charted out uh, on, on on the uh, Natron website is uh, impressive. And, um, you know, I know that uh, very smart and uh, knowledgeable people in the data center industry uh, have said that they feel like sodium ion could be a game changer for in terms of battery backup for data centers. I know that it's, uh, you know, it also is uh, landing in uh, EVs, but that's enough of a preamble by me. Um, where should we start? I know you're on the road again, uh, spreading the uh, Natron uh, message, but maybe you could give us a little uh, background on uh, the company and uh, also a little, uh, for those in the audience who might not know, um, a little explainer on uh, sodium ion uh, battery technology. Sure, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. And yes, I'm on the road. I'm in Houston, Texas, uh, as I speak, getting ready to attend the NatBat battery uh, sodium zinc workshop tomorrow. Um, so Natron Energy uh, was founded in 2012 by our founder and CEO, Colin Wessels. At the time, he was a PhD candidate at Stanford and was doing some work on um, some potential lithium ion chemistries that uh, really weren't panning out for one reason or another. And he decided to turn his attention to sodium ion research. So, so salt-based batteries, sodium ion batteries in general are not new. They've been around for quite a while. However, there were uh, a number of technical challenges that just led to them not really being adopted. So what he did is he perfected a, a brand new chemistry that presently has 34 international patents around the chemistry and the manufacturing of our cells. Uh, and the, the predominant feature, and I know we're gonna talk about comparisons to lead acid and nickel zinc and some other things, but the predominant feature is inherent safety, 100% uh, safe, no risk of thermal runaway whatsoever. So this made it a very unique chemistry out there in the world of batteries. Um, combined with the incredibly high power density and fast discharge and fast recharge really is what caused the company to spool up. Um, he got his real first start in terms of funding from a, a U.S. government ARPA-E grant. In fact, Natron has gotten two ARPA-E 
advanced technology grants, and the RPE program considers Natron to be one of their best success stories. Really? I, I was not aware of that. So yeah, let's get into the uh, the uh, technology comparison with uh, sure. with uh, competitive uh, technologies uh, and the and the uh, value proposition. Sure. the The most important thing to know is that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's absolutely zero chance of thermal runaway or uh, or our cells or our batteries catching fire under any circumstances, whether it be over voltage, under voltage, high heat. Uh, penetration of the cell itself, those things just can't happen. Um, I, I know that you've seen the piece that CNBC did back in May that that featured us and one other company. And one of the things that we did for CNBC is we drilled through a cell live on camera with a one-inch hole saw. And not only did nothing bad happen, um, but the cell continued to produce voltage, even with a one-inch hole being cut through it live on camera. Amazing. So that is something that's very unique out there in the world of, of batteries. Um, we do not have an aqueous electrolyte. It's more like a paste. So even if the case is punctured, there's nothing to leak out. Uh, that in comparison to flooded lead acid cells, um, even, uh, even some of the nickel zinc chemistries out there that use an aqueous electrolyte still have the potential. And, you know, it's funny, I was recently talking to a, uh, a potential service partner that we're bringing on board and I made the comment that, well, how often is a uh, is a battery really punctured? And uh, the the owner, the president of the company, looked at me and smirked and said, "Well, I don't know if you have ever not, never seen a forklift driven through a battery, but we sure have." Oh, <laughs> so, so those things do happen in the real world, and that's the obvious um, advantage uh, right out of the gate. Um, the 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 second thing that makes this chemistry very unique, especially when compared to lead acid. And when compared to all of the lithium chemistries that are out there, as well as uh, alternatives such as nickel zinc, is the extremely high power density. Uh, there's simply nothing out there that can match it. Um, and because of the unique nature of the, the chemistry of the natron cell, using Prussian blue analogs for both anode and cathode, there is a lattice structure formed by those uh, anodes and cathodes and that Prussian blue such that the lattice structure is larger than the sodium ion itself. So the ions pass in and out, meaning discharge and recharge, almost freely. The, the, uh, the electrical resistance is infinitesimally low. That allows for the extremely fast discharge, the extremely fast recharge, and also eliminates the risk of thermal runaway. Compare that to most of the lithium chemistries where, for example, they use carbon or, or graphite or something like that, for anode or cathode, and the structures are physically um, smaller than the lithium ion itself. So when the ion passes in and out, it causes friction, it causes the structure to bend, and friction can lead to heat, can lead to thermal runaway, can lead to fire. So that uh, th those are the, the you know some of the main value propositions. Um, but really, even no matter what chemistry we compare to, um, and, and we're seeing more and more competitors especially in the lithium ion space and in some of the other chemistries as well, who are touting the fact that they, they've passed the UL tests, that there's no risk of thermal runaway. Yet we know that with the basic chemistry, that's really not possible in most circumstances. Um, I think what people are, are, are using is the way that they contain potential thermal runaway. And the one value proposition that Natron offers, that's a very strong differentiator, is we have published 
unredacted UL test results in their entirety. None of our competitors have done that. So one of the things you'll see coming from Natron in 2024 is we will be issuing some challenges to our competitors, basically saying, okay, you say that you're safe. You say this, you say that. We've published our unredacted test results. Why haven't you? Um, that That's another big differentiator that, that we feel is out there in the marketplace. It's just fascinating stuff. Thanks for the explanation uh, on the science. And uh, and I, I noted that, that one of the other uh, uh, selling points uh, that I saw on the website was that the batteries uh, last much longer than uh, in terms of uh, not needing to be replaced. They're very resilient. Uh, like I think it said uh, lead acid, they need to be replaced, you know, every one to three years. And then, uh, you know, sodium ion can go... Uh, longer than five or? Right, right. I, I'd say um, that in the interest of full transparency, we're about on par with uh, with the lithium ion chemistries as far as longevity. Yeah. Uh, same for uh, for nickel zinc from everything I've read from, from those manufacturers specifications. Certainly, you know, we all know that the data center world is extremely conservative in general. Um, and, and certainly some parts of, of the uh, of the industry are more conservative than others. Um, I, I think we we understand that most operators will replace lead acid batteries much sooner than their rated life for lots of reasons. Um, you know, some some customers will do it in three years, some in five to seven. It, it, it just depends on the customer, on their risk tolerance, on the batteries that they're using, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what uh, again, we're, we're roughly on par with uh, with lithium ion. Um, what I can say with the Natron battery solution is other than things you would do for any battery, such as infrared scans and verifying lug torque, uh, there's really no maintenance involved. That's definitely different than certainly flooded lead acid batteries uh, and, and with some of the lithium chemistries. So, you know, that that is a differentiator, but lifetime-wise, we're about on par with lithium. Understood. Thanks for clarifying. So um, let's talk about some uh, applications. I know that I... Edge data centers is a big one, but of course I saw the, uh, you know, the large uh, sized uh, blue rack uh, at uh, seven by 24 that, that is for, uh, you know, the bigger data centers, but let's, let's talk about, you know, the blue rack and uh, applications sure. type stuff. Sure. The battery cabinet that, that you saw at uh, seven by 24 in, uh, in Grapevine, Texas in October was the um, let's call it the pre-production right. prototype of, of a standard. So, Natron's, Natron is in the process of introducing three standard battery cabinets. Um, there's a Blue Rack 250 Critical Power, which is the one for data centers. There's a Blue Rack 250 Industrial Power, which has slightly different performance specifications than the Critical Power battery, but essentially is a very similar platform. Both of those operate at uh, 480 volts. Um, they're 250 kW. Although um, we're, I'll give you a little scoop. We're we're well down the path to some performance enhancement enhancements. Excuse me, that'll take those standard cabinets well north of 250 kW. Um, uh -huh. The other standard cabinet that uh, we're in the process of releasing is a 672 volt nominal 350 kW cabinet. Uh, that's really not for the data center space. It's more for the peak load shaving in industrial space. Okay. So we. You know, the data centers are squarely, uh, you know, our, our biggest market, but we are going down a parallel path with some of the emerging use cases that have come to us, especially in the oil and gas industry for peak load shaving. 
So, so data centers are, are the biggest market for you? Yes. Yes. That, that may evolve over time, but, but certainly the unique characteristics of our chemistry and our batteries play right into uh, where, what you need in a UPS, especially in data center applications. Yeah. Fascinating. So um, let's uh, talk about uh, sustainability advantages because uh, they're, you know, notable, right? They are uh, notable and, and we have an extremely strong value proposition here. So the most important thing that we want to say, the message that we want to get across is everyone in, in the world, literally, uh, and certainly in our country, is, is rightly so focused on ESG. Um, and the point that we want to make at Natron is that ESG is about more than just emissions. For example, uh, we have no lithium, no cobalt, um, no copper, and no nickel in our battery chemistry. Um, our conductors uh, and our separators are, are aluminum-based. So emissions are very important. And I know we have competitors that have spent oodles and gobs of money having uh, embedded you know, scope one, scope two, et cetera, emission studies done. But it's also very important when an end user is thinking about what batteries to use that they consider the mining, the sourcing, where do these elements come from? Um, it, it, it has been a dirty little secret of the industry. And the more and more that you look, you see more and more mainstream um, media outlets reporting on environmental atrocities, child labor and human atrocities involved in cobalt mining, especially. Um, even our competitors that have nickel zinc batteries the Wall Street Journal, I believe it was March or May of, of this year, published an article called The Nickel Pickle, where they talked about how nickel mining is just destroying the environment in Indonesia. And the point that we want to make at Natron, again, is that ESG responsibility is about more than just em direct emissions. And the fact that you may be pushing some of these atrocities up the supply chain where you can't see them doesn't make it okay. We have none of those concerns whatsoever. Um, we also have an all Western supply chain. So for us, it goes beyond ESG. It also goes to supply chain security in the sense that it doesn't matter to Natron who Russia invades tomorrow, what China does tomorrow, or any other geopolitical factors that, that may happen. We have a secure Western-based supply chain with US-based manufacturing. So we have a very responsible ESG product and solution and Western and US sourcing and manufacturing. So that is another very powerful part of our value proposition. And I appreciate you asking because this is part of our story that we're really gonna be amplifying in the coming year. Yeah, it's a great part of the story. And uh, and it was certainly a great part of the story uh, in October at the show where we met where uh, sustainability was, uh, you know, the topic of the, uh, of the week because, um, you know, those, uh, dirty little secrets are getting less secret, you know, as, as we go forward here, you know, so that, that sustainability uh, concern is, uh, you know, you just uh, expressed it uh, really well. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, the touching on the supply chain uh, issues, I, I didn't even mention that, but uh, so, um, well, uh, what haven't we addressed? I thank you so much for joining us here today. I hope to catch up with you in uh, 2024. But um, uh, closing remarks, uh, 
stuff to look for uh, next year? Uh, where should we uh, leave it? Uh, well, number one, again, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. Um, I, I do want to mention that uh, as we as we talk today, we've already had one um, global scope uh, UPS manufacturer introduce a Natron battery cabinet into their product line. In 2024, you're going to see several more of the major UPS manufacturers who have validated, tested, integrated, and launched Natron solutions as part of their uh, their overall UPS product line and other parts of their product lines as well, other electrical systems and devices. So that's what we have on the horizon. Um, you'll see in uh, early December, a major announcement and a press release from us on a uh, an industry partnership. This particular one is not data center related, but it's uh, it'll be extremely significant nonetheless. So that's a little bit of a, a taste of what's coming from Natron in the next year. Awesome. We'll uh, keep our eyes peeled for that, definitely, for our uh, news coverage at Data Center Frontier. So, uh, uh, Brian, thanks to you and thanks to Natron again for coming and uh, educating us uh, a bit uh, on this uh, fascinating technology. Thank you. Appreciate it.